0: Hello everybody, my name is Eric, my name is Nick, and today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick, what is your knee-jerk reaction to last week's game?
1: Uh, It was, it was an okay game overall. It wasn't a loss. Yeah, so. that's something. That's something.
0: <laughs> I thought they played as well as the other team did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we did worse, but...
0: Uh, I personally, I saw this game as very winnable, and we'll go into details of why I thought that is later, but uh, I thought they played well enough to win, but they shot themselves in the foot a couple times that kind of prevented them from doing so.
1: Yeah, I, c- I can agree with that.
0: Okay, so I'll first ask you, you are the more defensive-minded person. What did you think of how the defense played last week?
1: Uh, I think I think it was a rough game overall. We still struggled a lot with getting pressure even against this um I expected more pressure against this offensive line. They were they're they're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um we did get a couple sacks though. Yeah. Um which is better than usual.
0: Conversely they did not Uh, tackle very well there are a couple miss sacks on uh, Carson Wentz himself plus some other the running backs and wide receivers escaped some tackles so tackling is still a very big issue for this defense
1: yeah I think we're just we're just going to struggle with that this year yeah I don't think there's any way around that
0: yeah I I mean I I thought the they could have done I agree they could have done better on the pressure but they did get to him three times
1: so but I thought it was funny during the game or I think it was last week you were talking crap about Carl Lawson
0: Oh, was I talking crap about Carl Lawson?
1: Yeah, you said he wasn't as good, and then he comes out. Prove me wrong, yeah. Four tackles, <laughs> two, Maybe, two
0: maybe sacks. they play. Our, maybe they play our podcast to all the players.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he uh, he had a really good game, and he was beating his he guy did. pretty much the entire game. So,
0: yeah, he played very well. Um, him and Hubbard were the ones who got the nice pressure on. Uh, they were the only two who had sacks. Uh, and Carlos Dunlap had a nice tackle when he did like a, I don't maybe not a reverse play, but it was a a nice stretch run uh, that was a big tackle for loss, which was very nice. Um, linebacker play, what did you see?
1: It was okay. Again, uh, we, we still struggled against against the run. Um, th- they didn't run it too many times though, so that that prevented a lot yeah. of our linebacker um, weaknesses. Um, they they did okay in coverage too, but uh, you know. Zach Ertz, like, went off on us, so I, I would put yeah. that up against the, the linebackers. Well, to
0: say rushing, I'm looking at the numbers. They had 36 rushes for 175 yards. That's a lot.
1: Well, the, the biggest problem was against Carson Wentz. For some reason, they yeah. just couldn't stop him.
0: Which, that um, is a dangerous, ominous foreshadowing for when we play Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I don't see our, our defense having anything for that guy. He's He's going to run all over us. Yeah. That's a story um, for a later day. But yeah, it, it, we we're still struggling on that defensive line to stop the run. And then obviously the linebackers, uh, I, I don't know what the problem is. If it's scheme or, or talent, I, I can't tell right now.
0: They're still early on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of looking at the, their rushing numbers, uh, Miles Sanders went for eighteen ninety five. Not too bad. That's pretty good. Uh, they brought in a couple uh, spell guys, and I even commented Jalen Hurts. Uh, he ended up coming in for a couple runs, and they they actually moved the ball decently well when he was in the game. I kind of had a feeling they would do that. Um, they still, I mean, they still might switch to him as number one QB later in the year, Wentz continues to play as poorly as he has.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now, I think. Yeah. We couldn't beat really him. really struggling. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think their defense was better than ours. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. How many sacks did they get against us? They, they destroyed eight, they, us.
0: Eight sacks. I think one or two of those were Burrow trying to be fancy and trying to you know, escape out of the pocket when he should have just thrown the ball away or, or tried to get in the position to throw the ball away r- rather than take the hit. But I'll tell you what, some of those hits, he looked like he was a ragdoll out there. It did not look like he was having a fun time getting hit.
1: No, our line was was struggling, and I take back everything I said about um, playing Billy Price. He was oh my God. terrible. He was awful. Yeah, he needs he needs to be on the bench. I'm,
0: there was yeah, there was a reason why he was on the bench going into the year.
1: Yeah, he was just he was awful in in all aspects of the game. I think, you know, I but pretty much the entire line struggled. Uh, Bobby Hart didn't play too well, but he's he never does. I think he's one of our higher rated offensive linemen actually for how he plays in the run game.
0: Well, that's interesting to talk about is because Joe Mixon went 17 for 49. Um, <laughs>
1: Which is terrible.
0: It is awful, yeah. I mean, the other guy had one more rush and like 50 more yards. But it just it just doesn't seem like when they run the ball, they're not getting any push.
1: Yeah, I think a big problem is Zach Taylor abandons the run really early on. And when you do that, it makes it really hard to disguise the um, I guess disguise and also get into a rhythm with the run game because we play um, a zone run, so it's all about building up uh, tendencies. So then the defense mm-hmm. starts, you know, picking up on your tendencies, and then you you change up what you do, and that's kind of the the idea get behind the, the zone run. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can't do that, then you can't get. You're not going to do well in the run game.
0: It makes me wish the uh, miss the old days of Cedric Benson power running.
1: Yeah, I prefer the power run, but. I mean, we just don't have the the running back for that right now. No one on the team can do that. Joe Mixon's definitely more of a one-cut zone running back. He's a
0: one-cut zone run passing game. He's not a big build. Um, Cedric Benson, Rudy Johnson. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, They did not – they just – there's so many scheme problems I see with the offense. I think some of the play calling – I even talked to you during the game when they ran that stupid rollout play. And they had all the wide receivers bunch in one spot. And it's like nobody can create separation because all the wide receivers are standing next to other wide receivers. So, you know, like you can't throw a ball there. I don't know what, who designed that play, but they ran it twice. And I was about ready to throw my TV out the window after the second time they did that because it was such a bad play call.
1: You thought the bunch was a bad play call? Well, it was successful. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying the bunch. There is uh, the the no. The bunch plays were great. What they did there is uh, there was a couple times. I think Burrow started in the under center, and then he rolled out, and all the offensive linemen uh, rolled out that way, and then all the wide receivers ran like like curl routes or cut routes uh, all in the same vicinity so they, they can't oh, create separation I, that's different from when they start in a bunch formation and then spread out
1: okay i, I was confused by what you're saying I, I get what you're saying yeah those those routes just have no like the, I, I specifically remember the one it was like green and boyd running um cut routes to the right and burrow rolled out to the right and they were like maybe like five yards away from each other Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah there's so there's no they can't, room to develop as your As soon route. as you
0: let go of the ball, uh, the other defensive blackers are going to go right, you know, because they're already right there. It's like that play design was so stupid. No, I agree. We talked about this during the game, like the bunch formation where they start all clustered up and then they spread out. They saw some success with that.
1: Yeah, I think that can, that, that, that's a way we can confuse the defense. Yeah. Um. Another well, big story coming out of the game is John Ross healthy scratch. Yeah,
0: he he was a healthy scratch, which Replaced we talked by about actually. And Tate. Yeah, we talked about that. I really do think they listen to our podcast. I think they're like <laughs> one of the only people uh which would be funny. If we don't have that many like listeners, but it would be funny if the ones who are the people who run this the team. Yeah, no, he was a they've kind of flipped it. Last week John Ross was the inact uh, was the active Aud and Tate, the inactive and they flipped it where Ross was inactive and on and Tate was active and when you have seven wide receivers and you can only play like forty five players, that you know that's gonna happen.
1: Yep, and Auden Tate had a great game. I I mean I've always been pretty high on him. I, I think we need somebody yeah. like him out there.
0: He had a he had a clutch. He drew that uh, offensive pass interference in the red zone, which was like the most egregious call that the uh, the announcers like. Well, it looks like that was just like incidental. Like no, he's pushing yeah. him out of bounds. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I don't. That made me mad. So
0: <laughs> that was terrible. We always get biased officiating, but well, well it's, it's like, more like the I announcers
1: because the officials gave it to us.
0: Yeah, well, sorry, oh, biased. Yeah, biased uh, announcers. But what's like? Okay, you have. If you look at the receivers you played in the game, you have Boyd, Higgins, Green, Tate, Thomas.
1: Uh, am I missing anybody? That was the receivers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, who are you going to bench, you know? Are you going to bench Tyler Boyd? Well, he's he's playing the best out of all of them, so no. Are you going to bench your rookie, T. Higgins? Well, he's playing pretty well, no. Are you going to bench your Pro Bowl, A.J. Green? Probably not. You know, Mike. it's either going to be Ross Tate or Mike Thomas. and Mike Thomas has been playing well, so.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I hate to say that this is probably the end of Ross here, but I, I'd like to see him try and – get back into the game plan at some point this year
0: yeah well it's like that's the that's the thing for him is that he's been he's got that speed factor and he does get separation when he you know uh when he does on his deep routes but at the same time he has drops he's run wrong routes before there's been times where he doesn't seem like he knows where the ball is and, and he's had injury problems so it's like he you know nothing's ever gone right for him
1: yeah i think the drops are really really the bad thing here
0: yeah, because he had two last week.
1: Yeah, and it's some of them have just been unacceptable. And yeah. then you have somebody like Tate who can make some crazy catches. So.
0: Yeah, Tate had some great catches last year. Uh, another wide receiver was Erickson. I forgot he didn't catch any balls, but he's he, a Yeah, he rarely lines
1: man, up. Yeah. I don't has has he lined up on the offense yet? I don't think I've seen has. him.
0: I thought he I thought he caught a couple balls. Let me double check. No, he hasn't. caught. I don't think he's lined up in the offensive so far, but
1: yeah, I don't remember seeing him. He, he did last year a little bit.
0: He did, but they just have so much, you know, talent Boyd's playing great. A.J. Green's a, you know, despite him and his struggles this year, still former pro Bowler. T. Higgins is a good rookie. You talked about Auden Tate, you know, he's not going to see the field as a, as a wide receiver. Uh, I want to talk about next. I would like to talk about the key play of the game. What I thought key was the most... play. The key play. This is, I think this was the most detrimental play to their loss. And it might come as a shock because it's not one people would think about. I think they... Uh, so the Bengals go down. They score that one-yard uh, touchdown of T Higgins, which was his first of the game late at about the 133-minute mark, late in the first half. Uh, so they go up 10-6. And then the immediate kickoff went out of bounds, which is a penalty brings him to the 40-yard line.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Despite, despite the, the, the rushing touchdown Wentz had and some other penalties on that final drive, at the end of the day, they should have went in the half up 10-6, but they gave him the ball at the 40-yard line, which it almost looked like it was kicked, like it was intentionally kicked out of bounds. I, don't, I have no idea why that was like that. I don't know if that was a coach's decision. I don't know if that was a Randy Bullock decision or a Randy Bullock execution. I have no idea what. But I thought that was so boneheaded because it's like you're basically inviting them to score. You know, if they get the ball at the 40, they just got to go 30 yards just to kick a field goal. And they uh, they probably had – I don't remember what the timeouts were, but they probably had enough timeouts to at least, you know, clock in a couple times.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this tends to happen to us a lot at the end of the half where we give up points. Um, yeah. it's
0: well, I think our I think our uh, two minute four minute offense or two minute sorry two minute four minute defense isn't very good.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So they they they're very susceptible to giving up big plays. Uh, when we saw that. On the twenty nine yard touchdown pass, that was a blown coverage to me, and like I said, you know defense better than I do. I just it seems to me like you could have put more, you know, players backing up. Instead, they ran some weird scheme uh, instead of like trying to prevent a touchdown because that's the worst case scenario is giving up a touchdown. Best case scenario, you give up something underneath and they kick a field goal, right? So to me, that was that was frustrating to watch, and I think that was the key play because if they don't, if that play doesn't happen, uh, they probably win at twenty three sixteen, all else constant. Well, uh, we don't know. They could have. I mean, they, yeah, they could have taken of, the,
1: a lot of things factored into this this tie.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you know, if say they kick the ball at the you know, take it at the touchback, and they could still drive down and score anyway. But to me, that's a that's a bad. Decision to have it kicked out at the forty, whether it was a decision or execution, I don't know. I, I don't. I thought that was bad.
1: I don't see how that would ever be a decision somebody makes. So, I'll say. I don't know. This.
0: Zach Zach Taylor ain't the best with making decisions.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a tie because because of the new these overtime rules for the NFL. So. Yeah,
0: you know, and I was surprised though in overtime they, they 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 played so conservatively. I wasn't sure if Marvin Lewis was coaching again because I thought that they. The plays that they decided to call on offense were very conservative.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I, I feel like Taylor's still struggling to to develop a game plan because um, you see, he he can play, he can call plays well when when we're doing our our designed um, drives, you know, mm-hmm. two minute drills in the first um, first drive of the game.
0: Yeah, they do they do good on that when it's like, you know, first drive of the game and then 2 minute, 4 minute situations. They move the ball very well.
1: Yeah, when it's the when it's the off the cuff play calling, he he struggles to game plan.
0: Yeah. And there's already like kind of talk about him getting fired.
1: Yeah, I saw that. There's I saw an article about a list of people that can replace him.
0: Well, I think if he goes two and fourteen again, I think it'd be time to cut him loose. Well, I guess he can't go two and fourteen because they tied one. If they go two thirteen and one again, <laughs> I think it would be time to cut ties. You know,
1: I don't know. I I don't necessarily agree with that. Just because he had a quarterback switch in between the two years, so.
0: Well, I will say though, this does kind of disprove all those people who thought that. Uh, that uh, Dalton was the sole problem. They're like, oh just replace get rid of Dalton and everything will be fine. I think they've yet to win a game with Zach Taylor and a quarterback not named Andy Dalton. So
1: Yeah, I'll say that still the biggest problem is that offensive line. If you don't have an offensive mm-hmm. line, you don't have a team. You know, you can't you can't win games without that. Yeah. We can only say that so many times though. Um but yeah th- I mean that's also the other problem is our is uh Jim Jim Turner uh it's just uh, he's made some horrible statements i mean he's defended bobby hart like i expect him to do that but he like he defended he bobby hart for being a better lineman than other people say and he's taken for granted and he does play really well on the run but i mean his effort on on passing downs is just inexcusable i think some of his effort is, is very poor yes
0: yeah, I mean it's not just Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart's an easy target. I do think Jonah Williams is playing pretty well for a second-year player who didn't play his first year. But other than that, Billy Price was just turned out to be a bust. Uh, and it
1: just seems like everybody he's coached has been is not not playing well. Besides, um, yeah, Jonah. Um, it, it, and you look at like Sua Filu. He, he was playing really well, and then he got hurt. Yeah. And so maybe
0: it is just a talent
1: thing. Well, he wasn't. He didn't come up in in Turner's system, so maybe it's True. maybe it could be coaching the way we're coaching these these guys. Well, I think I don't
0: know if I made this comment before, but somebody said you know, Paul Alexander was our offensive line coach for forever, uh, dating back to maybe even before Marvin. But uh, he was our maybe not the offensive line coach before Marvin, but he's been with the the team since then, uh, and he was. A well-regarded offensive line coach and he left after 2017 and, and i think that's where a lot of our offensive line struggles have come from is since 2018 because i think we've never really had a great offensive line but they did well enough to win games
1: uh i think i disagree on our especially on our um you know what was it 2016 and um or two, 2015 whenever whenever we had our our good records I think we had really good offensive line play. Um, it seems like every time you have good offensive line play, you're going to do well.
0: Oh well, yeah, and like you said, I think you said the last week it all starts with the line. And yeah, it's like, well, Whitworth was great and letting him go was stupid. Uh I think they're still regretting that cuz he's still playing great.
1: Yeah, who is the, who is the Who is the guard we let go to? Uh Zeitler. Yeah, when we had Zeitler and Whitworth together,
0: um, uh, Zeitler seemed like he always He never wanted to be here
1: though I don't know about all that All I, all I know is we had a really solid line When we had them all together
0: uh, Yeah, I think we had a solid line too. You, you know, uh, Whitworth was great uh, Clint Bowling was pretty good uh, Yeah, I was Blue, at Bowling Blue. and then he
1: retired But
0: then, uh, I mean, Clint, I think Clint Bowling Was probably our best offensive lineman last year But then uh, They did Kyle Cook and Bodine At center for and they kind of alternated and they didn't alternate, but they like you know replaced each other. Uh, Zeitler was here for a couple years. Uh, he played pretty good, and then I think the right tackle was probably where I'm where I'm thinking they played the worst because Andre Smith had, while playing very well in the run game, struggled on uh, pass blocking.
1: Yeah, he struggled a little bit. I think his biggest problem was his mental errors, but he, he was still solid. He, he's better than yeah. what we have now, I think. Or he that was is true. better. I would, than take, I would rather take.
0: I would rather take. Andre Andre Smith then Bobby Hart but like I just think that you know, I'm not trying to like argue here or anything but I I think the offensive line we had in the playoff years was good but it wasn't great. It certainly is better than what we have now.
1: Yeah and I mean I've I've never been a fan of Jim Turner. Um he had the whole controversy with the uh, you know Richie Ign- Incognito and all that crap down in Ooh. Miami. I you know, just he was a bad choice then, and he's turning out to be a bad choice now. Why I, do
0: we keep taking people who worked for Miami? They yeah,
1: sell. I think if if anybody needs to be fired, it, it should be him.
0: Yeah, and even kind of looking at who we have as coordinators, uh, we also have – I'm going to botch his name – Lou Amarulo. Yeah. Amarillo? Something like that. Um, you Kind of look at, like, his history – as a coordinator, he's been around a lot. Uh, uh, he was with the Dolph- another dolphins guy. All these people used to play for the Dolphins. You have Zach Taylor, who was quarterback coach for Ryan Tannehill for when he was coming up during his youth, uh, oh sorry, not his youth, his early seasons. you got like you just said, um, Jim Turner, offensive line for Miami, Lou Amaruto. It's like all these dudes who used to play for Miami. Like Miami was not that good. Why do we keep picking Miami dudes?
1: Well, that's that's what happens. I'm I'm pretty sure it, um, wasn't Zach Taylor in Miami when they were. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what happens when when you have a head coach now that they pick guys they're comfortable with.
0: That's fair. Um, I, I I'll tell you the one thing that kind of sucks is that you have a young head coach in Zach Taylor. Our offensive coordinator is Brian Callahan, who's also he's only 36 years old too. Uh, you got a lot of young people who haven't done a whole lot. Um,
1: yeah, that that was a big problem because I don't think he's ever been an offensive coordinator in, in the league. No, nope, this I is know. his
0: first time. He was an offensive assistant during the Denver Broncos Super Bowl years, but like, you got Peyton Manning as the quarterback. Like, do you even need an offensive coordinator? You just need like a running game offensive coordinator. He does all the work on the passing game.
1: But yeah, I mean, I. We did bring in a lot of talent this year and we're still struggling in a lot of areas. I mean we still have big holes, but it just seems like right now our our coordinators can't game plan around our weaknesses. And I think there should be some shakeups. I'm not ready to quit on Zach Taylor yet, but
0: I, Jim I don't Turner think you should
1: maybe our offensive coordinator.
0: I don't mind letting go of the coordinators or coaches, but definitely keep Zach Taylor at least to the end of the year and then kind of go from there. They turn it. I mean, they could still turn it around. They, they started zero and three before and made playoff pushes. So it's not like that's impossible.
1: Yep. If anything, if they, if they really do, um, do get rid of him, I I would like to see, uh, Darren Simmons take over and see what else he can do. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, it's a, kind of piggyback on that and he's a he's the assistant to the head coach. Darren Simmons Assistant uh, to the head assistants. coach. Assistants what did I say? No, it's just funny. Never mind. No. Oh, uh, he, he, oh, oh, you're making an office joke. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. The over my head. Uh but uh Darren Simmons awesome special teams coordinator and he has been since he's been here, uh as a special teams coach and coordinator. Uh so it's like looking up and just kinda of reading on him and the job he did as soon as he took over. It's been great, so that would be a nice hire. I know when Marvin first left, Eric Bellamini for the Kansas City Chiefs was talked about too. That would be nice, but, you know, that's too early to call.
1: Let's let's talk about um, next week's game.
0: I was just about to bring that up. Next week they play Jacksonville.
1: team that is struggling quite a bit right now.
0: Just like us.
1: Well, they, uh, they started the year off well.
0: They had a great first game.
1: They've had two really tough games, I think.
0: Yeah, they had to play three and Tennessee, and then they lost at Miami. Or I think it was at home.
1: I don't know, but yeah they they struggled. They struggled on offense quite a bit. Minshew had a had a decent game, but uh, they they just couldn't score. Um, does anything worry you about about them? I
0: mean, they made a lot of off-season moves and let go a lot of players to take on draft picks. So I don't, I'm not as familiar with their team as I was with last year's team because they still had a lot of pieces. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not too worried about Minshew and their receivers. They don't have, you know, they don't have, they have a lot of big play potential. I would say
0: they have Tyler Eifert.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been, what, he's gotten a Six touchdown. He's, touchdown. He's not either. their starting tight end, is he? I don't think he is. I
0: don't think he is either.
1: Um, But the their running backs are pretty solid. We might have trouble there. Yeah, they have a nice
0: rookie, and James Robinson's been playing pretty well.
1: The one thing I'll say is um, their defensive line hasn't been that strong. Um, even having, or I guess their their defensive pressure hasn't been that strong. Even having a guy like Miles Jack on their team, yeah, um, he gave
0: us trouble last year too.
1: Yeah, I guess guess we'll see. But they haven't been their defense has been pretty weak. So I think this is a game where we can potentially put up a lot of points if our offensive line can hold up.
0: They've only given they've only uh, their defense has only gotten three sacks all year. Uh, so if they can protect. Y- it's you know, better than I did last week. Maybe they learned from their mistakes. They can still pull out a win. They are playing at home. Um I feel I mean, I feel better three games in than I think I had originally projected. Uh, based on uh what we've seen so far. There's still a lot of problems. But I think considering as bad as Jacksonville like I guess uh, it yeah, as bad as Jacksonville's been playing and as Better as we've looked than I was expecting, this game seems more winnable, although I said the same thing last week and they ended up tying, so
1: what do I know uh i I still don't see it I still don't see a win here
0: uh I feel better, but i'm I'm not sold on a win either um I mean I'm we, just
1: we, just going off the f- the fact that like i don't know i don't I don't think Miami's that great of a team, but they won. I think Miami's mm-hmm. better than us.
0: I mean, they got they got fifth magic. Well, I think the important thing they got to do is they got to start running the ball. Uh, and I know it's been we talked about their struggles of getting push, but they got to come up with something. Do a reverse, um, in- integrate some play action to kind of open stuff up. They really got to get the ball moving through the run game yeah I agree they can't just let Burrow sit back drop back sixty times take eight sacks he's like he's gonna get killed like
1: yeah that's that's uh that's kind of what i'm I'm worried about um in this upcoming game because just the way their their defense is playing they give up a lot of points and yards in the air so this might be another situation where Taylor abandons the the run game
0: which would be very unfortunate I hope he doesn't like that was the thing last year and that was my one of my big beasts with Taylor is. Uh, he took eight games to realize, hey, maybe I should run the ball, and it's. I mean, we are favored by Vegas by by three.
1: Well, that's something.
0: That is something. So Vegas thinks we're gonna win.
1: I just, I don't feel it yet. I am surprised we got a tie though, and it was as close as it was last week.
0: Yeah, we we were both though. We were both wrong. We thought they were gonna lose last week, and they ended up tying.
1: But yeah, I think overall though, we're we we still been fairly correct in our in our initial feel about this team this year.
0: Yeah, I think they're playing. I think they're playing better than than what we were initially thinking. I think especially Joe Burrow. He's been wowing a bunch well, of people. I,
1: yeah, I think Joe Burrow is the only thing that's played above my expectations this year. The offensive yeah. line is about as bad as. Well, actually, the offensive line's worse than I expected.
0: Yeah, I me mean, likewise.
1: And the holes on defense are about as bad as I expected.
0: I think. I think AJ Green's not playing as well as I thought he was going to. I don't. He has yet to score a touchdown. He, he looks super rusty out there.
1: I, I think it's just going to take take some time. I mean, he's played with the same quarterback for a while, you know. The, the entire time in the pros, he's played with the same quarterback, basically, except for one yeah. year. It's going to take him some time to get used to somebody else, I think. I think it's easier for younger players to develop that chemistry with a new quarterback. That's a, that's a
0: human instinct. The older you get, the more uh, accustomed you are to change – or um, rather, not changing.
1: And and having the coaches that can that – can take advantage of that is, is really important. I mean, how many receivers do you see that get new quarterbacks and they still play at all-star levels, you know, Um, you have to have good, good coaching. I mean, like, like when Randy Moss went over to the Patriots, you know, I don't think he would have had that year. He did unless they had the right coaching and right coach, right cornerback. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's going to take some time.
0: But we'll see. Yeah, he's one of he's one of my personal favorite players, but you just gotta wait and see. Anything
1: else you want to talk about? Predic- so prediction for next week is: you think it's a win? Are you switching? I'm not.
0: I don't know if I'm switching. I'm not. I'm not sold on the, on them being a win.
1: I still think it's a loss. So both still think it's a loss, huh? I think. I think. Uh. Oh, man. oh come on, be the contrarian.
0: Because um, I want them to win. But I just don't know, you know. That's the thing is I feel like Garnerman. here's my big thing with Garner um, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that they got Garner Minshew who, like, whenever t- anytime we play a player who's, like, you know, that's sort of, like, hyped up, he- a lot of media attention. They always beat us. He beat us last year. I, I don't see him beating us but at the same time. Joe Burrow's been playing well. Maybe that's enough to put him over the edge. So I'm like indecisive. Maybe they'll just tie again.
1: Is that what you're predicting?
0: No, I'm not predicting it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic, and I'm gonna say they're gonna win.
1: All right, there we go. I think it's gonna be a loss. You think it's gonna be a win? Yeah. We'll okay. Unless right.
0: they tie again, one of us is gonna be right. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much for listening, and you guys have a good rest of your day.